From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. So, Miles, what have you been up to brewing-related since our last adventure? Uh, Sadly, the only thing brewing-related I've done is talk to Chad while he brewed, you know, back in a different town. Yeah. Uh, So, I was going to end up brewing with him, but working third shift kind of sucks for having a social life. Yeah. I can see that. 11 to 7, and then, uh, you know. It's the other 11 to 7. Yeah, it's the other 11. Yep. It's the shitty 11 to 7. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, so I have what he made available in about five seconds here. Okay. It was another one-gallon batch, one pound of six-row, half a pound cherrywood smoke, and half a pound of special B. All right. So he's been meaning to make use of... Uh, That's a lot of smoke. You, s- you said half pound? Yeah. That's a lot of smoke in a one-gallon batch? Yeah. It's a lot of smoke. I wasn't there to help make decisions. Oh, okay, no, I'm just I, I and I could be wrong, <clears throat> but it sounds like a lot of smoke. Uh, it is a lot of smoke. Okay. Uh, I've experimented with smoke. I don't like using smoke because it is way too easy to overdo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's actually a, a callback to the first three. Uh, home recipes, all grain style that okay. we, we ever made. We've talked about that at length, so I don't want to go back into my embarrassing yeah. history too much again. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he's, he likes six row because he likes the grainy, uh, the grainy kind of flavor that comes from it. Yep. Okay. So it's very interesting. We've had a, a really, really, really good beer with six row. Yeah, I mean, six row is a, a solid malt. Um, yeah. I use two ridges pea conversion in trying to get the uh, get. You know the uh, uh, less malt, more more thing. I you know the word I'm looking for. I'm trying to. My mind's not on beer right now. <laughs> D- dig for it. <laughs> I'm just gonna move on. All just right, moving on. Uh, what have you been doing? Uh, brewing wise, uh, kegged the uh, the beer uh, that Eric and I uh, talked about. I don't know if that episode's going up today or on. Or next Tuesday, it'll be one of those two. Okay. Because um, we're recording this on a Tuesday. So <laughs> either you guys will have heard about it or you'll hear about it next week, and then um, you'll probably get tasting notes eventually as well, um, probably sooner rather than later Yeah. on that. So uh, we, we kegged that beer, um, and it is the most beautiful orange, hazy, glow-in-the-dark color. I think I have a picture of it, if you want to see it. I, I did get um, a picture of it from Eric. Okay, you did. Uh, All right, la- Last week, I think, he sent me a picture, and I just asked, why are you drinking orange juice out of a tea yeah, that's, glass? That's, that's pretty much what it looks like. Night it is... Sunny D. It It is goddamn beautiful. Like uh, that That's the picture you got, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna post right. that on Facebook. Uh, the the same about the same time I post uh the episode the episode sure so people can see it, um, and then just be jealous. Pretty much like it. It looks like green. It smells a bit like green, but we'll see what it's like when it's carbonated. <laughs> uh, did you did you taste it yet at all? I did. I did. Um, it's juicy. It's juicy. It's juicy. It's juicy. <laughs> um, I still haven't had green. So I'm still not quite sure what you guys are. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to find cans of it. 
Um, I have I have a few fuelers out. If any of our uh, if if any if any of our lovely listeners uh, are kind want, enough, <laughs> yeah, are well want to trade for green, like if they have green and they want to trade some stuff, uh, we might be able to work something out. Uh, we uh, do have access to Nuglaris for those who care, and TG for T- yep, TG uh, for those for those who care about that too. We, so we do have access to Surly as well. That, yeah, that's totally a thing now. Yeah, no, we we have we have access to uh to to some stuff. Oh, uh, and Central Waters, totally a thing. Well, we we may have some Central uh, eighteen <laughs> coming coming this way this weekend. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh. <laughs> Uh, besides that, um, I w- checked out a new uh, brewery in Burnsville, Minnesota. Okay. Um, I'm getting noises. Some feedback. Yeah, from I'm trying to figure out what what thing is making noises. And radio silence. There we go. Just just beautiful. Well, it's something in the headphones, so it's not a big deal. It's not coming through. So. Ah, well, that's good. Yeah, it's <coughs> just annoying on my end. And my, I can hear it too. Starting to irritate me. I like it. <laughs> nope, doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, so checked out a new brewery in uh, Burnsville, in Burnsville, Minnesota, called Nutmeg. Horrible name for a brewery, but the beer wasn't bad. Uh, it was their soft opening, um, not like world changing beer, but just just good beer. Um, and they're they're doing like the food was good. They had like scotch eggs and poutine. Oh. So <laughs> I've uh, never actually had a scotch egg yet. Really? I I know what they are. And I just need to make Angie make some for me. Yeah, they are absolutely delicious. Um, they are basically deep fried eggs and or hard boiled eggs and meat. <laughs> like they're just they're just amazing. Yeah, it, it's a brilliant idea all the way around, no mm-hmm. matter how messy it might look. Yeah, and so did that, uh, and then went to Dangerous Man for a peanut butter porter. And that went over well, I assume. And yeah, that Dangerous Man peanut butter porter is pretty much awesome. <laughs> uh, mix it with a little bit of the chocolate, uh, the chocolate stout or the chocolate porter, whatever it is, and oh, yeah, Reese's in a glass. Pretty much, <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of my 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 beer ex- escapades, and then um, I opened my bottle of. Bourbon, Bourbon County, County barley wine because people were saying that they were infected and there's a refund going around if they are and guess what infected infected tasted like nasty cherries and you could still the the worst part was is you could taste the hint of the barley wine in the background oh. like so you, you every once in a while you get like this this hint of like toasted marshmallow barely goodness and then it'd just be covered up by sour cherry nasty. Oh, um, that's painful. I was actually I was looking at the bottle uh, before you came down here, and I'm like, oh, I won. And then you just <laughs> walked down, and you're like, it was infected. And I'm like, oh, I don't yep. feel as bad. Anymore. Yeah, no, yeah, don't don't feel bad. Otherwise, that that bottle was gonna sit around for a couple of years. And oh, you only opened it because you thought it might have been. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I can live with that. Yeah. No, we we're like, well, we'll try it. If you want to hear our horrid reactions, listen to Department of Defense from uh, this past week, episode one forty seven. And we tasted it on air. Oh, I think uh, I think I got the email saying we're recording, and I'm like I'm rolling over and going back to sleep. Probably. <laughs> it was. It's it's been a long weekend. Um, my schedule shifted on a Monday. Okay. And then we ended up working the following Fridays, so I only got like 28 hours of a weekend, Ooh. and then I hopped right back into it. Oofta. Yeah, and for just trying to completely 
backward ties, your sleep schedule is just not helping. Yeah. Uh, although I am eating better these days as far as like making my own food and bringing it to work. Sweet. The the most recent thing I did was um, I found a, a Jack Daniels marinade pack and I bought like a $10 chuck roast, just tossed it in there. And there you threw go. Threw it in the crock pot with some New Glarus uh, Fat Squirrel. Nice. That's a good marinade beer. It it worked out really, really well. Um, you could tell that it was kind of low quality meat, because um, when you know, like when it, when everything was said and done, if you pushed on it, you know, it just compressed and was all mushy, like the yep. perfect kind of uh, roast would be. But even like the just this, the bits of meat were still a little tough. Mm. But it was fantastic. It was so tasty. Well, that's good. Yeah. So that that was kind of fun. All right. Well, should we uh, dive into what we're talking about today? Might as well. Uh, so, it's winter, mm-hmm. obviously, if you couldn't tell. It's a little winter. It, it, it's a little There's win- some snow. Uh, the East Coast is buried. Uh, Thomas sent me a picture of, well, I, I, I think uh, it may have been outside. It was all white, and there wasn't much else to see, <laughs> so... It's either that or he took a picture right in a light. <laughs> Pretty much. It was it was bad. And I was curious as to, you know, what kind of styles really dominate the winter scene. And so I just found a quick list um, from a magazine for the best winter beers. Well, now you are totally changing the topic on me, Miles. No, no, I am not. This okay. Is a, this is a lead in. All right. Uh, so, guess what styles I found on this top 15 list? Winter warmers. Winter warmers is on there. All right. I'm just, just going to classify that as part of the strong ale. Okay. Imperial stouts. Was not on there. What? What are these people doing in the winter? Clear, clearly not enough drinking. Right. Uh, porters. Uh, brown ales. Okay. Spiced beers. Yes. All right. Um, and porters and brown ales are not interchangeable. I, I know. I, I was giving. I was tossing it out there for okay. you. Okay. No, not interchangeable. Um, old ales, IPAs, and then the one that really kind of caught me because I I don't think about it too hard was wit beers. There were three wit beers on the on this list. Which wit beers? I have it. Just give me a second here. So, oh, so th- this this was this wasn't a list of styles. This was a list of specific beers. Um. Uh, Yes. Okay. Specific beers. Uh, all right. Keep on talking because i got to filter okay. through here. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, so when I think wit beer, I don't think winter. I think summer, thirst quencher. Um, you know, you throw that slice of orange in there or slice of lemon, depending on, you know, where where you are or what you're drewing. You, you drink that blue moon real good. <laughs> uh, so we have Bell's Winter White. Victory Winter Cheers, and then one so I can just find the last one here real quick. I think I I think I went past it, but um, I'm totally on board for the bells because I did end up having that with uh, Chad. I think the last time we the, brewed the, together. the winter the winter white solid. That's a good beer. Yeah, um, and I was wondering, you know, like what aspect of this wit beer makes it appropriate for winter. Mm-hmm. And so I, and and so we're going to kind of delve into whip beers. What are your thoughts on whip beers? My thoughts on whip beers? Yeah. Not the biggest fan. Um I like I don't I don't know. Like I I'll drink one or two. Okay. Um but they're not something I can drink a lot of. 
I, I think I could. It's got this uh, crisp, refreshing kind of quality to it. it re- well, it really depends on the wit beer, though. Like, are we talking like an American wit? Belg- like, I mean, it really depends on the yeast, because if they're using a Belgian yeast strain, then I get too much Belgian yeast character. And, and you're not a Belgian fan. It, too much of that character really just turns me off. Fair enough. Um, and then what do you think it is? about a whip beer that differs from something like a spice or a vice beer. Did you realize there was a difference? No, they're both well, they're well, they're, they're both wheat beers. They're, they they are, but they're, there is they're one essentially the same. There is one distinct difference. What is the distinct difference? The difference is uh whether you use raw or malted wheat. Really? Yes. Interesting. So whip beer makes use of the unmalted wheat and the vice beers use uh malted wheat. Hmm. Okay. Can you can you get on board with that? Yeah, I can get on board with okay, that. Okay. Okay. Learning something new. So, how I typo here? How do raw and malted wheat differ? Lay it on me, Casey. How do raw? Well, one is malted, Miles. <laughs> okay. Boom! Drop mic. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to drop a mic that's on its own stand. I know, right? Um. Characteristic wise, oh, you uh, you mean like you know flavor of the beer? Um, I would assume that unmalted wheat might be sweeter. Um, just because, well, no, I take that back. You Malt- were right. Oh, I am. Okay, you are. Yeah. Okay, then then I'm gonna keep going with my thing where the endosperm hasn't eaten any of those sugars. And converted them into starches. That is correct. All right. uh, so my first oh. note here is raw wheat produces beers. Uh, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I misquoted here. I got to. Because it converted the starches into sugars. Uh, it is less sweet and full bodied uh, than those made with malted wheat, making it an excellent choice for more crisp and refreshing styles. Okay. Okay. There. See, I, I knew my, my initial retraction was right. Okay. No, that is that is my mistake. I just looked over. I saw the word sweet. I'm like, oh, hey, I should pr- probably read these a little. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, for raw wheat, the word is never as clear as most brewers would like. Do you have any idea why? Uh, proteins. Proteins. Exactly. Um. So long protein rests are required for raw, whereas malted barley makes use of decoction mashes, typically. Malted wheat. Malted wheat. What did I say? Malted barley. My mistake. <laughs> That's why I fixed it. We're good. Right. Uh, and then, as a characteristic, uh, raw wheat has especially hard kernels. Makes sense. It does. And then uh, hard wheat has a higher content versus its soft wheat counterpart. Okay, so um, where do where would like flaked, like if we're going to flake the wheat? I think flaked wheat is malted. That's is uh, it? okay. That, that's my knee jerk reaction. That would be something to look up real quick. Um, you want me to do that, or should we? Uh, I can look it up while okay. you're continuing. <clears throat> so what is uh, what what kind of characteristics do you say, or would you say that uh, make a beer? Winter styleable. Uh, what kind of characteristic makes yeah. it winter styleable? Yeah. All right, so um, when I think winter, I think uh, like I, my my mind immediately goes to styles like the winter warmer that are a little bit higher in that ABV yep. because they 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 warm your your insides a little bit. Yes, um, but 
Uh, the other thing would be hardier styles, things that are fuller bodied, uh, bigger mouth feels. Um, when I think summer, that's when I want crisp and refreshing. Um, winter, I want something I can really sink my teeth into. Chew on, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and then just in general, being spiced, I think, is a good way to help a beer fit its to kind of fit the winter season. Mm-hmm. I don't because you just have so much spiced. Yeah, in yeah. the winter. And I think uh, a lot of it is because uh, spicing has a tendency to give you kind of a warm uh, feeling or a warm flavor to the... Flaked wheat is question. not malted. It is not. It All is right. Not. Well, you learn something new every day. Uh, let's see. Other than the spice, what... Do, uh, wh- One second here. Okay. Other than the spice. Other than... The sp- oh, okay. Ooh, we might have a homebrew recipe to talk about, too. Ooh, where so, from? Uh, from Thomas. Ah, well, you go on a little bit of a tangent. I gotta try and figure out what the heck. Okay, I'm so uh, yeah, so Thomas just just Facebook messaged me uh, a, a recipe. Um, let's see, five gallon batch. Uh, this is for his Baldur's Gate Red Ale, which awesome name by the way, Tom. I it's agree. Awesome name. All right, uh, eight and a half pounds of two row, eight ounces of Kara Red, and an ounce of roasted barley. Um, is the malt bill. Not a bad malt bill. Um, a, an ounce of golding at 60 and an ounce of fuggle at 5. Your favorite types of hops? Yeah, no. Um, so far, I think this is, like, if you're going for a lighter red color, I think this is going to nail it mm-hmm. right on the head. Um, and it sounds delicious. That, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I think that 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 ounce of roast is just going to add the, the right amount of balance to it. Um Depending on, yeah, no, actually, I don't know if I'd change anything about this. Uh, if you want to take a look. Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, I'm jealous. That looks like, that looks fantastic. It definitely fits your uh, KISS method. Yeah, no, keep it simple. And yeah, oh, just, oh, and there's the snow, snow picture he sent me. Love it. Right. That, that's a lot of white. Um. Yeah, so I think... <clears throat> the only thing I might change is if you want a little bit more hop character, uh, do maybe an ounce and a half of Fuggle, or maybe mix do a mix of Fuggle and EKG at the at, at Flame Out. Oh, sure. Just to just to bring up those those notes a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's the only thing I'd do. And then uh, I I look forward to kind of seeing what yeast he chooses for it. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping he goes, he goes with an English strain and like just goes all English red ale on this. <laughs> um th- that that'd be the other thing. Maybe swap out the the <coughs> two row for uh for English pale malt. Like Ooh, yes. Yeah, do um do crisp or something. Mar- Maris Otter. You and your Maris Otter, I, man. I, I don't, don't know if I'm on the Maris Otter bandwagon. I, I am. I'm on the Maris Otter bandwagon. I like, I, I, it's I, just I not know. readily available I, for I, me. I, I, I really like the UK Pale. Um, that's, no, it, it that's, is that's, good. That's a good base. Um, is, it has those those English biscuity flavors that I like. I have to say that as, after knowing you, I've definitely learned to appreciate a good English style a whole lot more. Well, that's good. It, no, because it, it, we need true. more of them in the world. Yes, and I haven't brewed one in a while. I need to get on that. Jesus, what what is wrong with me? I blame Eric and all these stupid hoppy <laughs> IPAs and stouts <laughs> and wee heavies. Get me away from it. Well, I guess the wee heavy kind of counts as an English style. Uh, it's in the same part of the world, <laughs> across the pond, across the pond. <laughs> all right, 
Back okay. to uh, back to Whitney's. Yeah, okay. I figured I figured out what I was going on here. Perfect. Okay, so um, previous question was what kind of characteristics uh, kind of define beers to be in a winter style, and one of them was uh, the spice. And so, other than the spice quality that may or may not be in a wit beer, what other aspects of a wit beer seem to fit it into the winter style? They both start with W. Oh boy. <laughs> Um, I don't know, like, hmm, it, like, winter, like, I guess, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna get a good mouthfeel with, uh, with the wheat. Um, you're gonna have those proteins, and it's gonna be a silky, delicious, um, I don't know if it's gonna be exactly chewy, but you're, though you were saying, uh, you found the, the, the Bell's one crisp. I had a crisp quality to it, you know, uh, kind of like, uh. You know, you walk outside in a crisp morning winter, you kind of... Okay. It, that's the kind of crisp I get from it. It's... Refreshing isn't exactly the the right term, but it's... Um, it teases the taste buds in, in a okay. refreshing way. So mm-hmm. it's 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 more like the, you know, it, it acts more like a winter wind than a, yes. than a roasty fire. Yes, okay. absolutely. And so I... Probably kind Sorry, of. We like have allegory on the show now, yeah, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then uh, the uh, the phenolics kind of help play with uh, kind of a spice characteristic as well, okay. whether or not there are actual spices in the beer. And at least the the Bell's Winter was a very very good example in my opinion. All right. Uh, let's see. So. From knowing this, what do you think a whip beer recipe would look like? Because according to the BJCP, there really isn't a lot of wiggle room. Um, fifty percent wheat, uh, and either pilsner or pale malt. Yep, there are typically um, one or two adjuncts that are frequently used as well. Okay, what do you think they might be? Um, coriander, and other than the spicing. Oh, 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 other adjuncts. Yeah. Okay. Um think malt bill. Yeah. Maybe some oat? Yes. Okay. And then I don't know. Um flaked barley for a similar reason. Okay. Yeah. And it's usually pretty much 50/50 on the malts and the base, or excuse me, the uh the wheat and the base, and then uh you would start taking away from the the base and adding just a little bit of the flaked barley or the oats to a maximum of about 10%. So it just kind of gives it a little more of that full-bodied quality. He's, he's, uh, he's going to mash it 154 and then leaning towards a Nottingham uh, yeast strain. So I approve this message. Right? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, very slight addition of Munich, aromatic, or melanoidin uh, can add a bready quality because of the melanoidins that all of those grains uh, can add, and I think those are usually kept to less than five percent. Okay. So let's see. Uh, let's see. Okay. So, what kind of hops do you think would go on a beer like this? Um. Really, anything earthy and f- well, uh, not earthy, but uh, like spicy and floral. I think is where where you'd want to kind of go. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, for the most part, you want to try and stay away from any actual flavor or aromatics you just kind of want to go for just a bitterness a, a and subtle bitter a subtle bitter uh typically from something like the noble hops okay 
So that's what I got. Makes sense. And uh, as far as spices, what do you what do you see playing appropriately? The same thing you're going to use in everything how or all of your wheat beers. That that coriander orange peel is pretty much your go-to. I I I did end up reading a little snippet that explained why it ends up going so darn well together. Because magic? There's a, there's an actual I just can't remember what it is, but there was an actual <laughs> I was right, it was magic. Um basically some of the chemical compounds that you get from uh coriander orange peel also exist in the beer and so just kinda accents double and, double and, layers okay. and accents and and Very it's just cool. kind of the perfect addition. So and then uh what kind of yeast would you add to your wit beer, Casey? Oh, I don't know. I would use, like, it depends on what kind of yeast character you want. Um, I mean, if you want some banana clove, do, like, a Bavarian wheat yeast. or That would be vice beerish. Well, I don't, like, use any wheat beer yeast. Like, you got Belgian ones, you got American wheat beer. Like. Belgian Belgian yeast styles are okay. are the go-to for a wheat beer. Get that bubblegummy character in gotta there. Gotta get the phenolics there. Yeah. So that's what I got for you today. Um, All right. Just kind of exploring how such a, an atypical style fits the winter category. Yeah, so no, the fact it. that it, like, goes into winter really surprises me. I mean, I guess it shouldn't because I see a lot of, like, Belgi- or, uh, winter winter whites and stuff like that. Yeah, yep. So I don't, it, it, gets, I, it gets me real close because I enjoy those beers pretty, pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that like it's it's a style I like to have every once in a while, but it's not something I usually like. It's not going to um, be like the six pack four in a night kind of beer. Yeah, it's not going to be something I'm going to drink all of. It's not something I want to get intoxicated on. I guess if that makes sense. See, and, and I have been, of course, on accident. Well, no, nobody gets intoxicated on purpose. No, that that's would, insane. That would be irresponsible. Uh, I've I've had worse buzzes in my life. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that and whip beers have have room for just kind of a higher ABV up to mm-hmm. like, up to like seven percent. Yeah, no, they they do they do run the gamut for sure. Love it. All right, guys. Well, if you enjoyed this episode or any of other shows and you'd like to uh, support us, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/BlindNewsStudios. Or if you can do any Amazon shopping, uh, click on the Amazon link at the Nah, stop that at the <laughs> at the bottom of our homepage at BlindNewsStudios.com. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, um. Go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindinterstudios.com. And there are a few few emails in there that I have not had a chance to uh, parse through and talk about. So I'll make sure we talk about those next week or the week after. Forward them to me, too. Yes, I will. Um, And then I've just been behind on the email stuff. Uh, Or if you want to get more immediate uh, response, Facebook is usually the way to do it. I, I can usually grab you guys on there. That's facebook.com uh, slash studios, Or you can shoot me a message on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.